something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In 1848, two young women known as the Fox Sisters heard mysterious rappings in their house in Rochester, New York, and claimed that they were messages from the spirit world. Enough people at the time believed the sisters that an entire new field known as spiritualism was born. Based in European philosophic writings from previous centuries, spiritualism was, and is, a structured belief that humans consist of a body, a soul, and a spirit. When someone dies, the belief goes, the soul and spirit live on in a spirit realm. According to a study published in the Journal of Religion in 1930, quote, the chief duty of these spirits is to look after the welfare and progress of those on earth. Upstate New York at that time was already a hotbed of intellectual communities, so hot that it was known as the burned-over district for the nearly constant religious revivals that took place there. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, got his start there. The literary and intellectual community of Chautauqua, where feminist foremother Susan B. Anthony hung out, was nearby. So, in a way, spiritualism fit right in. 
In 1880, the Lilydale Spiritualist Assembly was founded at the 18-acre Casadega Lakes Free Association Camp for Spiritualist Gatherings. In 1906, the whole community was renamed Lilydale. Now, more than a century later, it sounds kind of weird and witchy and campy, but Lilydale was incredibly popular in its early days. It began holding summer camps in the 1890s that were well attended, to put it mildly. Susan B. Anthony was one of the many who visited to check out the mediums. A journalist working for the New York Times stayed in 1898 and reported that a quarter million people went to the tiny town every year. The reporter noted, mediums as a class are strange beings. At the time of his visit, mediums were charging $100 per session, which is about $3,000 today. Interestingly, the price for a reading is currently around $80 to $100 in today's dollars. He witnessed a few of the techniques that came to be associated with Lilydale, such as an ear trumpet that would rise from the floor and deliver a message directly into an attendee's ear. Mediums at Lilydale also used a slate on which spirits could write messages. You may be surprised to learn that candles and incense are forbidden at Lilydale. The buildings in the community are very old and very wooden, and it doesn't take a medium to know what will happen if there's an open flame. Well, actually, they know very well what will happen. The Fox sisters' original house was moved from Rochester to Lilydale, but went up in flames in 1955. Spiritualism declined in the 20th century, but Lilydale remained a stronghold, with summer camps continuing every year. For the past several years, attendance has also held steady at 20,000 to 30,000 visitors going there in search of clarity and direction. Though this year, visitor numbers were restricted to just 80 per day, with social distancing and mask rules in place in addition to other precautions. A study published in the Review of Religious Research in 1980 found that only a small percentage of visitors at that time were going to talk to a dead family member. The study's authors came to the conclusion that the kind of spiritualism practiced at Lilydale was more like a religious sect than a cult. The difference being that sects are usually breakoffs from mainstream religions, whereas cults tend to involve novel ideas. The study concluded that the mediums at Lilydale might be doing people a service by granting them a level of peace and acceptance. The researchers wrote, If spirit communication can be associated with madness, it's also possible to view the medium as a mental health resource. Whether people still visit Lilyvale today for clarity and direction, or they want to make contact with the other side, probably comes down to the individual. But since the 1970s, the number of mediums and the population of Lilydale have soared. Back then, the village was home to about 25 to 30 mediums in residence during the summer camps and a dozen or so who stayed on to keep up the town year-round. Today, under normal circumstances, visitors are welcome in the off-season, and Lilydale has a year-round population of 250, as well as a post office, volunteer fire department, library, and a playground. There's also a coffee shop, two restaurants, a few gift shops, some guest houses, a hotel, and a museum. The National Spiritualist Association of Churches is located there, but only members of the Lilydale Assembly can lease houses in the community. But back to the mediums. Now there are some 40 registered mediums and all aspirants have to pass a test consisting of three readings before being established in the community. And they are still the main draw. 
Whether people are going in hopes of receiving or conveying a message to dead loved ones is totally personal and depends on their belief in the medium's abilities. Under normal circumstances, those interested don't have to pony up for a private session either. There's a day-use fee for anyone who wants to go and simply roam the streets and attend the public meditations and services. And you can visit Inspiration Stump, where services have been held since 1898. This year, all workshops, classes, and some circles were held virtually. One thing has not changed throughout Lilydale's history. The community has always emphasized sobriety, humility, and a decided lack of showmanship. They may appreciate a good pun, but they take their work seriously. They also emphasize that the future is not written in stone. Everyone has free will. Today's episode was written by Kristen Hall Geisler and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.